So hi, we're on the Good Noise Podcast. We're here with Dylan from Spanish Love Songs. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. What inspired you to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Oh, I mean, we started the band just because we were in another band that, that broke up, mm-hmm. and uh, I had some songs lying around. And so uh, Ruben and I and our former bassist, Gabe, we just didn't want to stop playing. So we just started playing those songs instead. Um the name is just a nonsense name. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. anything in particular. No, like fake deep meaning that you give. No, no, no. I've got, I've gone into the like story behind it so many times. It's like uh, we did an episode on our Patreon podcast about like the definitive answer, but it's, it's really just nonsense. Okay, okay, that's fun. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's not that great. <laughs> um, so congrats on your newest release, Brave Faces, everybody. Everyone, sorry, my brain <laughs> automatically goes to that. How do you feel Don't about worry, the response you're... you got when you released it? Uh, it was it was great. It's been amazing. Uh, we just announced the fourth pressing of it, which is Ooh. incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially considering. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it came out uh, right in February, about a month before everything shut down. Mm-hmm. So we got lucky in that regards, I guess, as much as you can get lucky to put out an album in a during a, an unprecedented pandemic mm-hmm. um but it's been good i have stopped paying attention because uh i'm very bummed out about not being able to tour on it right now yeah, yeah. so i don't i don't look at the numbers or anything like that um i don't usually do that anyways but i've been particularly detached uh from most of what we usually would do i've been focusing more on just like connecting with fans on the patreon or we're getting ready to do another music video with like fan shot content or mm-hmm. you know also with like everything that's been going on socially and politically there's been a whole other side of things so the response has been great but i also don't know how it's been because i've pretty much just shut myself off from a lot of the like quote unquote important band things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um that's fair. yeah so how do you feel about the growth from like your debut album until now over like the past what five or so years uh yeah yeah five years almost exactly um it's been i mean it's been great we've worked incredibly hard uh we've toured a ton we've toured as much as we could considering we're all late 20s early 30s and had careers um had being the the operative term there uh it's been i mean i feel like we've done everything we wanted to do we kind of came into this with no expectations so everything that happens we just kind of say yes and uh hope for the best and just kind of do what makes us happy uh, and that's it's worked out so far uh <laughs> so we'll see we'll see what happens sick all right so where was your headspace while writing uh brave faces everybody every i swear to god everyone <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> everyone no, it's fine. You're, yeah. you're honestly not the first person that's done really? that um and I had one person do it an entire interview, which was very funny. Let's I mean, hope I don't tough. do that. <laughs> no, no. Well, you've already corrected it. They never corrected it. Oh. Um, which was hilarious to me. And I didn't want to correct them because I found it more interesting to let them get it wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then and then after the interview, maybe they saw. Um, Did I they ever? I, pe- I, I have no idea. People make mistakes. I'm not like here to judge somebody for getting mm-hmm. an album name wrong. It really doesn't matter. Um mm-hmm. And also, uh, AJJ put out Good Luck Everybody this year. So yeah. it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a headspace while we were doing it. You know, it was about a year ago um, that I started writing it. Uh, so we had just come off tour. I had mono, which was oh. great. Um, and so I was recovering from that. And uh, we were here in Iowa before we went back to California. And I just didn't have an album done. Uh, so I just started writing it. It was, it was good. It was collaborative. Um, <laughs> it was, I don't think it was any different. Like when I was writing Schmaltz, I was definitely just wickedly depressed and living in Atlanta and working a crazy job and like not wanting to do that. Um, but with this, I mean, we, we pretty much had not stopped with the band. So I think that was the big part of coming home and just kind of recentering and, you know, sitting down and being like, I don't write on the road. So it was like, okay, now it's time to write an album. And in that regard, you know, I had to just kind of find what the kind of arc of the album was going to be in like themes that I wanted to hit. And that's, you know, I try to make our, what we do cohesive, at least lyrically. Yeah. And in this, in this case, musically as well. So, you know, people I've, I've heard criticisms of like, Oh, it's all about the same stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a presentation of like one thing, you know, it's a, unified voice if you will or trying yeah. to be at least uh even and that's kind of the point of the album right it's it's each song is a is about different people or different circumstances but they're all about the same underlying problems uh and the point of the album is that we're all the same right mm-hmm. and we're all facing the same issues uh despite what we think or whatever lack of empathy we want to have towards people yeah. um so that was the goal uh i think we did a good job with it <laughs> but yeah yeah it was <laughs> I, it was a weird it was a weird writing thing because it's the first time in my life that we wrote an album because we had to because oh. um, we booked studio time and we had the new label and we, we like we were in a weird in-between thing because we wanted to take the next step in our lives and our career but we couldn't do that without putting a new album out mm-hmm. uh, so it was like well we're going into the studio in September end of September or October so it's June what do you do? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'd already, we'd already booked it out. So, you know, you write an album and it was good. It was good to have people ask about like, if we felt pressure or anything. And I think the only pressure was literally the pressure of time, which was, mm-hmm. you know, I was writing up until we went, I was writing in the studio. Mm-hmm. Like I changed, we changed Dolores the day we were recording drums for it. Oh, wow. So, um, that was, it was an interesting amount of pressure to like put on ourselves. Uh, I don't recommend it. It's not great, but also, <laughs> we're kind of tinkers. So if you gave us a year to work on something, I mean, we will take that year, but we will, you know, we'll probably still be writing up through recording. So yeah, it's, you know, it was good to just put our foot down and be like, this is what we're doing. If it sucks, then we're not good at what we do yeah. uh, <laughs> for this round. Um, so I think you kind of touched on it in the last answer, but if you wanted to go a little bit more in depth, what made you choose mm-hmm. the name for the album? Um, you know, I had the name actually, probably first I wrote the name down as a title in 2018 maybe oh, wow. like yeah. late 2018 I just wrote it down in my I keep a notepad on my iPhone and uh I don't know why I, why I said it was an iPhone I keep a notepad <laughs> on my phone uh with like lyrics and titles and stuff like that and I had just written down brave faces everyone um I don't know what it, what it was in regards to I think just I think I wrote it wrote it down for myself or something or just hmm. some some feeling of like yeah i mean what are you gonna do just like put on a bright face yeah. uh and then we jokingly started writing it on our set list um when we were when we knew we were about to have a bad show 
So I, I would write to like on Ruben Settler's brave faces, everyone. Um, and that kind of became a little joke. Uh, but then, yeah, that was, that was really it. I mean, it ties into the themes and stuff. And I think having that title kind of guided where it ultimately, ultimately landed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Solid. So what band or artist influences do you think you could hear on the album? Ooh, on this album. No, no, absolutely. You can, I, you know, it's an interesting, interesting thing because music's just such a ongoing conversation between like people that don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, on this album, I would say I, I have a hard time picking out what I think we hear on the album. Cause mm-hmm. I know a lot of people would say the wonder years or the men's ears because mm-hmm. they always do. And it's a, it's an easy one. Cause it's the same, you know, people of the same age, uh, the same kind of, not the same upbringing, but similar upbringings. We're going to write about a lot of the same stuff. And we have a lot of the same concerns. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like uh, mm-hmm. Dan and I from the wonder years text all the time. And we're complaining about politics or this or that. <laughs> like we have the same interests. Yeah. Uh, so it would make sense that these things would come across. Um, but I, I think, you know, there's a, I had a friend who said he heard a lot of the mountain goats on the album, which was a big, um, a big compliment to me more so in the lyrics and the, I sent him the initial demos and he said he could hear like the base of where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I had another friend. I don't, I don't know. It's a weird one. I, I, those are the, I, I will say the ones that everybody says, we'll just go with that. We'll say okay. <laughs> wonder years, Benzinger's Midwestern pop punk, uh, indie punk, you know, anything you want to go down the line and say is fine it's with fine. us. Um, but I do think that it's also the first album that, um, sounds entirely like our own album, which is why I say I have a hard time uh, distancing or like saying we sound like somebody else on it. Because yeah. to me, it doesn't sound like anybody else because this is specifically what we're doing mm-hmm. um, with our combination of people. All right, that's cool. Oh, yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so on that album, what song took the longest to write? I know you said it was only like a couple months from writing to recording. So. Yeah. Was there one that took the longest? I'm trying to think. Um, Cause they all came at like different stages. So I wrote the first six demos while I was in Iowa and then we went out to LA um, and we wrote, you know, like kick got written in like a day. Oh. Um, you know, Dolores was written and we just changed it in the studio so that i mean if you count that maybe that that took a week of Mm -hmm. total time Uh, i think the longest would have been losers too Mm -hmm. um just because i didn't have lyrics for the second verse until the day we were recording it um and that one i started pieces of that i started back in iowa and then i on the drive from iowa to california i wrote the first verse of that um and the bridge of that it, well we stopped at Denver at a friend's house and I remember because I was stressed and I was still sick and I was going home and there was a bunch of crap involved with all that mm-hmm. I remember writing those so between I think that's probably the longest the longest one was just nailing down that specifically okay all right so why are there two losers on the album yeah, uh, yeah. um when I was working on the lyrics and I, we, it, it was called Last One Standing for a long time. Oh. Uh, and we were writing the lyric. I was writing the lyrics. And I, I mean, I literally was pulling pieces of my original draft of Loser's lyrics and putting them into 
Losers too. So like the chorus, uh, don't you know you're going to die poor man? That was the original chorus of Losers 1. Um, so I had them and I, I knew they were thematically similar and I was looking for a reason to justify um, Losers being on the album as well other than just like we liked it and wanted it on there. Like thematic, because we already put it out and it was tough. And, you know, we wanted to kind of redo it and contextualize it with the rest of the songs a bit more. And it's, I mean, it's a really strong song, so we, we, we love that song. Um, so in doing that and having the lyrics, and when I wrote the second verse, I was like, oh, this is just, this is a continuation of that. It's not a continuation, but it's a, it's a sister story to Losers 1. Mm-hmm. So it just, it felt right. And it felt like a thing that was fun. Um, yeah. I, we have songs all the time that could be like, see this, our song sequels, remakes and adaptations was originally called Bad Day 2. Um, mm-hmm. And I poked at the, I poked fun at it of like, Oh, here's a here's a sequel song because I you know it's such a dumb thing like song has a sequel but it's also it's fun and it it kind of creates a world around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, oh. so do you think you would continue to do that like on your next album if you think you have a sister song you would just name it part two? I guess it's, it depends if it mm-hmm. falls if it if it's touching a lot of the same stuff and it falls in that same kind of neighborhood. Um, absolutely, yeah. I think I think there's something fun with that because it creates a context for the song that that makes it uh, deeper than just a regular song. Because you kind of bring all of your baggage from the first one into it, or you're trying yeah. to figure out why is this, why is this, why is this two, or why mm-hmm. is this three? You know what I mean? Um, but then again, I've already done it, so I don't know if I'll do it again. I I tend to be reactionary that way, where it's like, well, we just did that, so now every song has to have a different title and you know yeah. not connect at all mm-hmm. yeah i get that um so how did you choose the opener and closer for the album did it like fall that way did you write them that way um the closer was always written to be the closer for sure mm-hmm. um just because it was i wrote it <laughs> it's really funny i wrote the closing song third when i was writing when i was sketching out the album Mm. um so i wrote the and the first song i wrote before that was the opener um and i wrote the opener and was kind of sketching out some motifs and i knew it was gonna be the opener just because i liked it i don't it was just in my head that that was gonna be the opener Mm. um and so yeah i kind of wrote it that way um it doesn't really have a place anywhere else it's kind of setting the stage and i think the reason they're opening and closing is because they're the only two songs that have at least a verse that's from me like my own point of view um and so that was important to kind of bookend the album the reason i wrote the final i wrote brave faces third when i was writing uh was i did the big it all got cut actually (laughs) oh so i wrote i wrote like so the very last line of the album the, the the last two lines the refrain sick of yelling at strangers that was the end of what was like three outro verses of lyrics okay that just looped on top of each other for like a minute and a half and i remember the first time i played it meredith was like that's a lot of words um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so we i mean it all got cut uh, oh. but when i was writing that i was stealing i was pre-stealing lines that i would then like take that line and work it into another song that i was working on after that um mm-hmm. so in in writing the in writing that last it became a way to kind of sketch out what the album was going to be um because i was still kind of feeling around and trying to figure out what it was going to take shape as because 
as you know, I was writing the, uh, those being the first three, one of the two of the first three songs and the only two that have me from like my point of view. Um, it very easily could have, I could have gone down that road and done another album about, you know, being me and being sad or whatever. Um, but I kind of wanted to broaden it out. And so it helped me kind of pick out where I was going to go with it. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Wait, so yeah. you have an alternate version of it. Would you ever consider releasing that? Uh, yeah, I have, I think I record. Yeah, I recorded the alternate. It's on the original demo. Uh, we're actually putting up a lot of the original demos up on our Patreon, like about oh. one a month. Um, okay. So we're trying not to burn through too many of them. So we put up the original uh, Optimism. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the original Optimism. We put that up and we put up, and I put up an old one from Schmaltz. But yeah, so we're I'm kind of curating like different versions of the songs. And uh, yeah, but we have alternate versions for like half of them um just like lyrical changes and the yeah. only structure that one has a structural change and the original generation loss has a different bridge uh which i played on a live stream the other day because i forgot that we had changed it and people mm-hmm. were like what what are you singing and i'm like oh Shit. Dude. <laughs> the original version of the song. i'm so sorry yeah um, we, we haven't got to play it live very much we've only played a lot we played it live once so oh. and i don't i haven't listened to the album uh since we put it out Mm-hmm. So I for, I forgot that we changed it all. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I should probably rehearse my own live streams, but like who has time? Exactly. Who has time for that? Exactly. Who has time? Yeah. So are you planning on releasing any new projects sometime soon? Like covers, singles, EPs, anything like that? Uh, anything um, in the works. In the works. You know, it changes. So like, again, not to keep... We're in such a weird time with our band because we can't tour. So I keep yeah. plugging the Patreon, but that's kind of where we're existing right now. Okay. Um, so we're doing we're doing a cover every month as part Ooh. of like uh, even the lowest tier gets the cover every month. And then we're doing a reimagined song every month. So we're taking a song from one of the first two albums and kind of redoing it in some new way. So the first two have just been uh, like kind of like slower, more acoustic, but like full band acoustic stuff um, mm-hmm. and like reinterpretations. Uh, and I've, we've been letting Trevor kind of, cause Trevor wasn't in the band for the first two albums. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun to be like, Hey, Trevor, here's this song. What do you, yeah. what would you want to do to it to reimagine it? And he's been having fun with that. Uh, and yeah, so we do a cover of month that the, that the patrons get to vote on. So we've done <laughs> the first, the first month we put it up as a joke and it swept everything. We did a Nickelback cover, a photograph. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> it was, it turned out better than it should have been, but it was, uh, it was tough to do uh-huh. uh then last month we did the killers uh smile like you mean it Ooh. um which was great and i think this month is going to be jimmy world futures i just got the tracking for that today Ooh. um so that's kind of what we're doing with that and we're doing uh the podcast and all that stuff um i'm working on so i'm doing a song shop right now mm-hmm. uh where i'm kind of like offering up to write songs for people for whatever mm-hmm. um and that has been very, uh, it's been bigger than I expected. So I still have like 25 of those to do. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's kind of taking up a lot of my bandwidth, uh, which is great because it's a good exercise. And I wasn't planning on writing anything anyways. Mm-hmm. This isn't the time. Like it doesn't feel, feels forced to be like, I'm going to write an important thing during this terrible moment. It's like, all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but I, and then, uh, I've been working on some other more like electronic type stuff, but that's Ooh. not really Spanish love songs related. Um, mm-hmm. more just like for 
scoring and stuff. And uh, in terms of Spanish subtitles, I have an I have an idea for an EP, but I the label would have to agree to it. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. it until the label says yes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because I don't. I don't know. I've got other. <laughs> we've got so many different worries right now. Besides, mm-hmm. just like usually, it's like, oh yeah, we're on tour, we're off tour, we're like saving money to go back on tour, uh, or like you know all that. Right now, it's like, oh, we can't tour until there's a vaccine. Twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. So I'm like, I'm looking at one to two years without a job. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, like, yeah. we're running the Patreon, we're running, uh, like we're trying to find other work. We're like surviving so in the scope of all that i'm just like do i care about a new song right now the album is four months old five months old so it's like you know and that's honestly the label's perspective too when we were launching the patreon they had asked if we want to do like an acoustic ep or something i said well we're kind of doing that with some of the old songs and we're trying to focus on this because it's 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 income to keep keep the band not even like keep us alive but like pay the band bills like the van and stuff like that and insurance on all of our stuff Mm -hmm. And the label was like, that's fine. The album's not old. You don't need to do it. So I think we're just kind of letting the album do its thing. We're doing a music video for self-destruction that we're announcing tomorrow, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we're like, we're keeping pushing that way. But it's, it's such a weird time that it's like, I'll write something if it, if, if it strikes. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so just kind of staying busy, working on the Patreon, and then writing if it feels right, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I'm playing music every day, but it's a lot different. Like it's 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 flexing different muscles, and like I'm learning, I'm learning more about like the production side, and uh, you know, kind of Meredith and I have dug deep into like synthesizers and stuff like that, which we've always mm-hmm. wanted to do and haven't had time to sit down and do. Uh, and then just like, you know, other stuff to like just better ourselves, like. You know, we're on unemployment right now, obviously. So, and like the Iowa unemployment offers free university classes. So I'm like, oh, cool. I should like bone up on some stuff. So, you know, we're like taking classes on stuff that would be good for remote work. And it's, it's like anything to survive at this point, which is, you know, the point. Yeah. Um, So you guys got to finish up most of that tour with the Wonder Years. How did that Mm -hmm. happen? And what was that experience like? It happened because we met at Bloodfest. Um, so I think before that, our manager goes way back in the Philly scene. Uh, and he saw Dan out and he was like, I have a band you're going to like. And he gave him uh, the Losers 7 Inch. Mm-hmm. And then we were at Bloodfest and like Dan like tracked us down and was like, I love your, I love the seven inch. We're going on tour next year. Wow. Don't, don't book any dates. Uh-huh. And we are like, okay. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so it was like, it was like, yeah, we waited like, yeah, it was, that was in May. Um, and again, I was like super sick and I was just like, yeah, sure. Whatever dude. Like, I hope I'm not dead by then. Like this is yeah. Uh, yeah. cool. Uh, you know, and, and then whatever. Uh, and you know, we were friends with free throw. And, uh, so like when we found out they were gonna be on the tour, it was great. And so we also knew we had to do the album, so we weren't really worried about touring. Um, but yeah, it was an amazing tour, and they offered us out. We went out, and I mean, we're all we're we're good friends with everybody on that tour. Uh, we didn't know Cool Kids, but we we became very quick, very quickly good friends with them. Uh, and it was just like a perfect, fun tour to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's a shame that the last week and a half got cut because we were going back to like the biggest shows. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was, was supposed to see you guys was, in Jersey. 
hang out. Yeah, yeah that would like... see that would have been that would have been insane. Like we miss Jersey, we miss Philly, we miss Chicago. Like we miss <sighs> the markets, and it was like from a business point of view, it was tough for all of us because we had all just got in new merch orders because we were mm-hmm. like, oh, we're about to hit our biggest markets. Let's get in as much merch as we can, and then it, it canceled. And yeah, we we all kind of joked that like. Eh, I think people don't realize about touring is like, and thank goodness we made it that far on the tour. Like you take on a lot of a cost up top and you slowly start chiseling away until mm-hmm. you're at break even. And then it's usually like the last week where you make your money. Um, oh, wow. So like we, we all made it to like right where we didn't lose money, uh-huh. but we went home just like, well, there, that was supposed to, that was supposed to be like, you know, the first half of our year in terms of how we survive. And so yeah. we were just like, Oh, well, I guess we're going home with uh with our hands in our pockets and you know thankfully none of us are dead uh-huh. um yeah. yeah and thankfully none of us got sick at least uh, we 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 thought thank god none of us got sick and then randy from pool kids randy pool kids merch person got it oh. uh and we're not we kyle and i both got very sick on the tour uh and kyle did not test positive for the flu so mm-hmm. we are waiting for the day where he can get an antibody test until we can figure out whether he was sick or not. Um, yeah. But we were both like very, very ill for mm. most Aww. of the one years tour actually, which was, which was rough. Yeah, wow. Rough. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. I hope you guys didn't get it. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if we did and we're fine now, it's probably better than, you know, worrying if we didn't. Um, yeah, exactly. But you know, mm-hmm. It was a weird time to be touring. Yeah. 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 I bet. Um, so do you guys have any pre-show rituals? Uh, no, not really. Um, I mean, we do the uh, rituals in the sense of like stuff that we have to do every time. Yes. Rituals and stuff of like, this is our, this is our band thing. No. So like, I mean, inevitably when the band before us is playing, I'm in the back doing like a, 40 minute warm up mm-hmm. on my voice. Okay. Um, and then inevitably every single member of the band will trickle in and change into clothes um, <laughs> to like, to like sweat in. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I don't drink on tour anymore uh, or I try not to, cause I'll lose my voice. Um, but like Kyle will do a shot or, you know, Ruben will, I'm pretty sure Ruben's just drinking the whole time. <laughs> um, but like nothing that we all like, put our heads together and do anything now we're not okay. I, don't, I don't think we're like a we're not like a superstitious kind of band or you know which is funny because i grew up playing sports and yeah it's very much about the routine of like getting into but i think we all have our own things mm-hmm. but yeah. nothing like collectively so like me warming up and doing this and all that is like that's my personal ritual but it's not the intent behind it is not like i have to do this because it makes me centered and the, the intent behind it is like i don't want to i want to be able to do this as like for the next week yeah. So I have to do these things to to not blow out my voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you guys were able to play shows, uh, what were your top three songs to perform? Oh boy. <laughs> um. I don't know. It changes every day. I get really bored playing the same stuff on tour. So we, we had a bunch of people getting mad at us because we kept changing uh, the setup every night, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the new songs because. Yeah we would play a certain new song and it would get no response. And then we'd play a different new song and they would get a great response. And then we played again and it, like they would keep inverting. So yeah. it was weird. Um, I was having a lot of fun playing 
losers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lot of fun, especially as people, like people knew the words from the get go, but as soon as it like really started picking up, it was a lot of fun. That was, even though it's like one of the hardest songs to sing for me live. Um, so yeah, I was having a lot of fun playing that. It was good. Uh, I don't know. And other, like they're all fun and they all suck at the same time. Like it's, <laughs> it's, you know, some nights one's get. I like playing any song where the audience is having the best time of their life. So we'll say those three songs. Okay. Right. Solid. Solid. So for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to steer away from music and go straight to okay. death row. Boom. Um, okay. Boom. Okay. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Oh boy. Yeah. Death row. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd probably have, probably have some pizza. If Ooh. I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, like a good, like a good slice of pizza, mm-hmm. uh, and then to drink, I don't know, like if it's my last drink on earth, I doubt I'll care. Uh, maybe something to avoid having to go actually be killed by somebody else. Mm-hmm. Just give me some like very, <laughs> give me some morphine. Can I drink that? Sure. Go out in the place. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a, rum sure. and, a rum and coke spiked with morphine. There we All go. Right. Like, right. I'm going to sleep, and I, I'm not going to be in some weird chair where they lethally inject me, or I don't know what state what state we're in where I'm going to get killed in some more draconian way. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. <laughs> hey, um, wait, do you have any toppings for the pizza? Or is it just like a traditional cheese? You know, uh, I'm a pretty, I'm kind of a pizza purist in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm good with just cheese or, you know, I like the occasional pepperoni. Um, right. Keep it simple. Or maybe like if we're going to get crazy, like, mm-hmm. oh shit, I don't know, actually. I kind of, I, I, let's keep it simple. All right. Stay easy. Last, last pizza question. Are you a pineapple on pizza person? Absolutely not. <gasps> I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to judge anybody who likes it, uh-huh. but uh, it's not, it's not for me. I don't like the, Okay. I like that sweet on my pizza. Okay. That's valid. That's fair. Yeah, that's I can fine. I can respect that. <laughs> um yeah. so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh boy. Uh I feel like I should say somewhere happy. It could be fictional anywhere you want. World, fictional world for a week. That's very tough. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't even like the Hobbit or the Lord of the Rings like deeply, but I feel like middle earth would be a fun place to hang out for a week. I guess you could just go to New Zealand. So actually yeah. that is my answer. Cause I could actually just do it in real life. Yeah. But also could do it imaginarily. Imaginarily. Yeah. Is that a word? Not, it, it is now. <laughs> sure. We, <did> <laughs> we just made a new word. So um, I have the honor of asking the last question and everybody we've spoken to have said it's the most important question. All right. Hit me with it. What is your favorite color? Oh, blue. The, okay. Uh, blue, like, any... like, a na- like a navy blue. Okay, navy. Uh, I can, yeah. I can respect yeah. navy. Yeah. But really, any, any shade of blue is fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Any um, shade. Yeah. So Solid? as Gory said, that is all the questions we have for you today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, I've, it's a weird time to be plugging things. Um, yeah. Do I just do your part? Can I plug that? Can I plug yeah. wearing a can I plug wearing a mask, not being a dick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're if you want to find Spanish love song stuff, um, I mean we're all over the internet. Uh, you, you can find us if you if you look for us. Uh, we do have a Patreon. I feel like I'm 
doing a disservice to everybody if I if I don't at least talk about that uh, where we're kind of connecting. Otherwise, just given where where everything's doing, we're kind of not engaging in a lot of places. We're trying to amplify other voices as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been kind of our primary goal, and not be like, "Hey, look at us, we're a band." Like, yeah. it's not the time, and it, we got more important things we could use our platform for. Um, so I think that's that's about where we are with it. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. So yeah, thank you for sitting down with us. Uh, this has been of course uh, Spanish Love Songs and Really Good Nights podcast.